Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Ring. The most important show about boxing with your host, David Diaz. Get ready for four rounds of sports talk in one hour with an emphasis on boxing, both amateur and professional. Now, here's your host, former boxing great, David Diaz. Welcome, welcome everyone and thank you for listening to Outside the Ring. I am your host, 1996 U.S. Olympian and former WBC lightweight champion of the world, David Diaz. If you're into boxing, MMA, you've tuned into the right place. Outside the Ring is brought to you by VoiceAmericaSports.com. Well, ladies and gentlemen, once again, I am without a guest co-host, and uh, he's uh, out changing lives, he claims. He claims to be doing that, and uh, he's on his way from uh, Washington, D.C., back home to Chicago. Larry, I believe you're listening, so... Um, I hope you have a safe flight and come back safely. Um, also, I would like to uh, tell, um, uh, send a message out to uh, a Tafoya warrior, one of our listeners who is uh, going through, just had a surgery and is doing and is recovering well. And obviously, we're into. I want to. Excuse me. I want to wish him a, a speedy recovery. And you know, it's March, and what that means it's March Madness. You know, um, everybody's always has their picks, or somebody has a a pool going there of who's going to be in the top four and the final four and who's going to win it. Well, you know, they asked the, the man, the man in charge of this beautiful country, uh, our president who's from Chicago, Illinois, uh, Barack Obama, that what was his, uh, pick and who were, you know, his whole picks throughout the, throughout the March Madness issue. And he, uh, outlined it out, but I'm not going to go into each and every one that he picked, but the four, the, for the final four, he had Kentucky, Mizzou, Ohio State, and North Carolina as their final four. And he says that it's going to be Kentucky and North Carolina for the national title. And that he picks North Carolina to win it all. So there you go. If any of you guys are, are uh, picking, uh, um, are still in the process of picking, the games are going on right now as we speak. But if you still haven't filled it out, you still got a chance. The games are not over. Fill them out and, and I guess bring them into uh, uh, your prospective person in, in the office who's um, handling all that stuff. Well, talking about, I'm going to start talking about the Bears. You know, the Bears got uh, uh, Brandon Marshall from the Dolphins. You know, we wanted, we were asking for bigger receivers for color to find because uh, the guys that we have uh, weren't cutting. The great guys, though. Uh, Johnny Knox and, uh, 
Devin Hester as wide receivers, but they weren't as big as, you know, tall targets that, that he could uh, um, hit. We wanted a big receiver, and we got one. He's a 6'4", 230-pounder, and um, he reunites with uh, uh, um, Cutler because uh, they were with the Broncos before, so they know each other a little bit. So it should be it should be good, but along comes uh, with with a new a new person comes a little bit of baggage. Um, he's uh, being accused of uh, striking a woman in the face uh, at a, outside a, a New York club. So you know it's it's just uh, one of those things that um, I guess the Bears didn't know or they did know, but you know over here in Chicago the sports. And the sports page is 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 all about uh, about um, Brandon Marshall now because of the incident that happened, and uh, we've had some trouble bears before. Cedric Benson was uh, 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 was one of them, and 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 um, Sam Hurd. Sam Hurd. I mean, if you guys don't <laughs> know, that guy was our our our, our kingpin <laughs> drug dealer. I mean, this guy was uh, running some stuff and. Um, was doing some crazy things, so you know, I mean, it, it's going to be tough for for um, Brandon to to um, you know shake that bad boy image because he does have some other other things that uh, that follow him along along um, along his career path. But anyways, we got him; he's ours right now, so we're going to deal with it. Um, also, the Bears picked up a, a veteran cor- uh, quarterback, uh, Jason Campbell, uh, to a one-year contract. He's a solid backup, a uh, guy we needed last year because um, um, if any of you guys follow the Bears, you guys knew that uh, once Cutler was out, uh, you know, the, the how they say, the, the wheels uh, uh, came flying off the bus, you know, because uh, the other quarterbacks we had uh, didn't didn't pan out so well. So we'll, we'll see uh, what happens uh, when this guy comes in and hopefully uh, we'll be able to recoup and uh do well from there well um it was the heat versus the bulls in our city yesterday and you know what the heat actually brought some nice weather with them from south florida they uh, was like 80 degrees out here in, in town and they came to uh play the bulls minus derrick rose now everybody would think you know derrick rose is is the captain of 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 the bulls and he's the he's the leader so you would think that it would be easy pickings for for the Heat <clears throat> against the Bulls, but it just wasn't the case. Uh, the Bulls were right in there with them. They were slugging it out, finally pulling the, uh, away from from the from the Heat to end up beating them one hundred six to one hundred two. And you know what? This game was totally playoff atmosphere, man. It was uh you through the obviously I wasn't there, but you could see it through the through TV. How everybody was wild. I was at Lalo's eating and, and, and everybody there was cheering at, at the bar. And, um, it was a, a great, great, um, uh, win for us. Now, granted, it, it's not the playoffs. It's not, um, it's not that playoff, uh, thing yet, but, but it feels awesome beating them and without Derrick Rose as well. So that, that was a real, real, uh, good thing for us. In other Bulls news, there's uh there's rumors that um you know the Bulls are gunning for Paul Gasol from the Lakers, and that supposedly 
the Bulls are, are willing to give up uh, Carlos Boozer, but not Noah. And I agree with that. Not Joaquim Noah because he brings such intensity and, and fire to the game. But, um, you know, Paul Gasol is on everybody's wish list because uh, I'm running through everything on ESPN.com uh, and, and uh, going through the, through the paper and everything. Paul Gasol is a, is a high commodity. I think he wants to get out of uh, the Lakers uh, and Lakers organizations. And um, I think the, the Lakers are shopping him around. But for us, I don't think uh, they're going to they're gonna pull the trigger with uh, Carlos Boozer because uh, he's still owed anywhere, I think, between 15 to, to 17 million on his contract. And I, I don't think they're, they're willing, they would be willing to, uh, to take that. Well, you know, guys, there's a, I, I, I was talking a lot about uh, the Gamboa and uh, Rio's fight that it was going to be a great fight and, um, you know, they, it was going to be a fight to see. And, and um, you know, they actually started doing the present, uh, the press tour for, for the Gamboa-Rios fight. But in the two press tours that they did, Gamboa was a no-show. He was a no-show for two of those press conferences. Later on, Gamboa came out and said that he never signed the contract he did not need, uh, he did not, uh, need to be there. So that's why he, uh, he, he knew he didn't sign the contract. So now top rank filed a breach of contract suit against Gamboa. So Rios and Gamboa is definitely not happening, but now Rios is going to fight, uh, WB, WBA light, lightweight, um, interim champion Richard Abril on the same day, April 14th. But HBO has pulled the plug on that one, so it's not going to be seen through HBO anymore. It's gonna, it's gonna get. Top Rank is saying that it's gonna get seen on air, but they don't know what network yet is gonna step up and and um, show that fight. So you know, I mean, it, it's 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 bad because um, Gamboa and Rios would have been a great fight. They're both exciting fighters. They would have um, uh, had um, people on their seats or, or yelling. Yelling, um, yelling at their TV screens because, uh, they're both dashing, uh, packed fighters. But, uh, that's just the way it goes in boxing. Sometimes you never know what happens. Um, contracts could be sent, not signed. And, um, they probably didn't touch base with him. So it, it ended up happening that way. Well, you know, I don't know if you guys remember, uh, Chris Soria. Uh, he fought, uh, Vitalis Kalisko, um, not too long ago. Well, the uh, British Boxing Board of, of Control has suspended him um, for, uh, from, from boxing indefinitely for doing that, for slapping Vitalis Klitschko and, uh, at the weigh-in and for spitting in the face of his brother, Waldemir uh, Klitschko, uh, minutes, uh, seconds before the fight was to take place when they, when they go to the center of the ring. Um, and then... He got, he got into an altercation with, um, David Hay at the post fight, uh, press conference. So he got into a whole bunch of, uh, negative stuff that, uh, that everybody thinks, I mean, that now they, they want to suspend them indefinitely. And now the WBC will have, uh, a, a week, uh, in next, next week we'll have a hearing in London to see if they were uh, fine. Or both fine and uh, ban them from uh, from uh, their organization. Well, you know that's just 
too bad for the guy. I mean, he, he had a chance to uh, really do a lot of great things in, in the sense now did I think he was a great fighter or anything like that. No. But um, I do think that uh, he uh, could have made more money after uh, fighting uh, one of the Klitschko's. He could have fought some other guys and then going after David Hay was very unsportsmanlike conduct. So, yeah, it, it was it was not not good. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Some of those fighters are, 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 are crazy. Um, and that's where we get the bad rap, you know, because some of the fighters are um, uh, they, they end up going cuckoo. Um, you know, and um, also I want to tell you guys that um, later on um, in shows and uh, uh, future shows, we're going to be promoting um, XFO's Cornucopius uh, Theater fight here on April 13th in Chicago. Um, we are going to uh, be doing some promotion in the sense of, of getting tickets or uh, giving out tickets uh, for, the, for our, our followers here and uh, fans with Mike Heron. So for all of you MMA listeners and guys who just like to go to the MMA fights, uh, get ready because we might be having some some free tickets or we're going to make you guys go look for them or something like that. Something crazy is going to happen. Um, we're going to try to do here and um, give away some, some good tickets. They're not going to be any um, nosebleed tickets. They're going to be some good tickets. Um, also, I um, want to thank... Um, uh, my wife as well for uh, being here today because she is my in-house producer. Last time she was not here and, um, you know, I was really nervous. So for today, she, she's here today and uh, helping me out. And I really uh, appreciate her being here because the last time I tell you guys, I, I did not know how to work this computer and how to do certain things, look up certain things. So, you know, I was really fortunate that <laughs> I'm really fortunate now that she's here. So... <laughs> I just hope um, she does some. Now she's going to be making up an excuse that she can't go and cook. But um, I, I think she will be able to cook. Well, guys, stay tuned for the next segment, The Outcome. We'll be back. flagship station for sports voice america sports it's all arizona all over the world if you're a local arizona high school sports fan or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world have we got a show for you the first internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is the coach's corner with scott lovely Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? (laughs) 
Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Ring with David Diaz. If you want to give us your questions and comments, call us right now at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. If you want, you can also send us an email to david at diazsportsinc.com. That's diazsportsinc.com. Now, back to Outside the Ring. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back, and this is the outcome. Before I get started, I want to send our condolences to um, former light heavyweight uh, champion Julio Cesar Gonzalez, who um, who passed away in a motorcycle accident on Saturday in Mexico. Again, our deepest condolences to to, to the family, and um, we hope you guys um, are. Um, um, there's probably no words I can say uh, just to to the champ. Um, God bless you and rest in peace. Um, I want to start talking now about um, the fights that took place in uh, uh, over this weekend in uh, Puerto Rico. Uh, the main event I will get to in a bit, but the but the co-main event was a was a was sort of like a like a little snooze fest for me. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't an exciting fight. Um, it was uh, between um, Bernabe, uh, Bernabe Concepcion and uh, Miguel Miguel Angel Mickey Garcia, uh, who scored a, a TK over uh, in the seventh round over Concepcion. Now the fight was a little boring, like I told you. Um, for me, until Mikey obviously caught uh, Concepcion, and you know. He Concepcion went down and that that was it. But I, I thought this fight was going to be a little bit more action packed because um, you know I figured Concepcion was going to come in after Mickey and and they were going to go at it and it was going to be a great fight. But I'm pretty sure uh, Concepcion thought twice about it after seeing the tapes on 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 Garcia that he's like you know what the best thing for me to do is to to box around and, and move and that's exactly what he did. The first the two rounds were a lot of feeling, a lot of feeling out, and not a lot of action going on in there. So I can uh, sort of kind of understand uh, uh, Bernabe's, um decision to not to not go in after uh, Garcia. You know, Garcia uh, comes from a line of, um, uh, of, of of fighters, of a family of fighters. Uh, the dad, uh, as a trainer, is a uh, uh, Garcia, who, who, uh, trained Fernando Vargas and his brother was a world champion as well, a lightweight, a lightweight world champion who also trains, uh, Brandon Rios and Antonio Margarito. So, you know, he, he comes from a line of, of fighters and, um, you know, I, I believe he's going to do great in, 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 in our, in our sport because of the bloodline he carries and, um, who's training him, his, uh, father and his brother. 
is uh, have numerous champions together. So, you know, a lot of luck, my, a lot of respect to them, and 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 good luck in his uh, young future. Um, now let's talk about the main event. The main event was a real good one. I I thought that fight was really good. Um, the first rounds they they went at it. It was uh, Juan Manuel Lopez was uh, trying trying to get back his belt. And, and eventually his only loss against the guy, the champion who, um, um, did that to him. He took his belt and gave him his first loss was, uh, Orlando Suri Salido, who last year went to Puerto Rico, uh, and, and stopped him there. And ladies and gentlemen, the outcome was the same. Salido went back to Puerto Rico to show everyone, including Lopez, that the last time was a no fluke. And it was an intense fight. Salido, Salido went in there putting the pressure on, on, on Lopez. And Lopez, you know, we expected him to be a little bit more cautious, but not as cautious as he was. Um, during the fight, the, the commentators were saying that, uh, Lopez was backing away, uh, with his, uh, head up and, you know, exposing his chin. But, you know, I mean, it was, it was, it was a good fight. They both were going at it. They were both landing punches real good. Um, to me, it kind of seemed from the, uh, commentator's point of view that they sort of wanted, uh, Lopez to win because they were just, um, you know, I, I don't know, saying if he can only get it off, if he can only get it off, if, if, if he could only get the punches off, he would do this, do that. But he didn't. <laughs> so talk about the guy that's winning the fight. Not that if he could do this, if he could do that. Talk about about the guy who was winning the fight. And um, Salido was putting it on him. He was putting the pressure. He, after the uh, punch stats came out, he didn't. He must have thrown five, five, uh, ten, ten jabs and uh, five landed. <laughs> you know, the, uh, after that, it was all. It was all, um, um, Salido just, just winning the fight. You know what I mean? Pushing on and, um, and, and going forward with the fight. But in the fifth round, uh, Lopez did catch, um, um, Salido. He caught him in, in the, in, in the temple. Nice knockdown. And you know what happened with Salido? He did not rush up to try to get up right away. He took his time. He took a knee. And he waited for the, uh, the ref to get to the eight and he got up. Now granted it was like seconds left before the bell rang that probably even helped out, uh, Salido even more. So after that fifth round, he comes back out and he starts throwing punches again, going after, uh, Lopez. And you know what? He, he, he took it to him. He took it to him all the way, not letting up and, and going after him. Then in the tenth round, that's when Salido landed a nice, a nice right hook that, that stunned Lopez and it started making him go back. But it was the uppercuts that were landing throughout the whole fight. I, I forgot to tell you, the, the, the uppercuts were landing through, throughout the whole fight. And that's what put Lopez down. And you know what? It, 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 Lopez tried to get up right away. And when he did, he was really like wobbly all over the floor. I mean, all over the, the ring, but it was that, um, he should have took his time up. You know, he should not have got up right away. But the referee even, like, could have stopped it the first time he was wobbling all over the place because he wasn't steady. But he, he did not, um, he did not do it, you know. So he, he, uh, he ended up getting knocked out. 
And um, after that, you know, it was um, the ref waved it off and Salido started singing like Britney Spears. Oops, I did it again. And as yes, he did. He went back to Puerto Rico and he knocked and he knocked out Lopez. But you know what? That, that was something shocking even more was after uh, on the interview, Lopez was saying that the reason was that the ref stopped the fight was that because he was a gambler and he started saying all this stuff about the referee that him and his son are all gamblers and that they want to, um, they wanted, uh, him to lose the fight and everything. But, you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't meant to be. But, um, I'm going to talk real quick because I'm going to stop to talk real quick because I have a friend of mine, Judge Joy Cunningham is on the line with us here. Judge? I'm here. Hey, how you doing? Thank you for I'm, coming. I think I'm you. doing so well, David. How are you? Okay, okay, right here doing my show and uh, um, uh, doing all this stuff. You probably heard me a little bit talking about about the uh, the weekend's fight. It was it was a pretty uh, intense fight. I but, did, and I was actually enjoying listening to you. <laughs> when you finished, uh, I thought, well, I guess that you know, it's um, I'm not going to hear the rest of it. But I was enjoying listening to your commentary. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. You're so kind. Um, uh, but uh, the reason I, I wanted you to call on the show was to talk to, to, to the viewers here, here in Chicago, obviously, and in Illinois, um, that you are running for, uh, the Supreme, Supreme Court, the Court. Illinois Supreme yes. Court. It's Illinois Supreme Court. And could you tell us a little bit about yourself so like that everybody could, could know who you are and, um, uh, uh, one number to put for me. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Okay, thank you so much, David. This is really a great opportunity for me to tell the voters a little bit about the court system. I find that most people really don't understand the the whole system, and they go to the polls, they see a lot of names of judges, and they think, "Who are all these people? I don't really even know who to vote for." Well, I am running for the Illinois Supreme Court. The Supreme Court is the highest state, highest court in our state. We have three levels of court in our state. The trial court, which is called the circuit court, and that's where most people are, what most people are familiar with. That's where you go if you have a traffic ticket or if you're getting a divorce or if somebody sues you. That's where you go. You go to the trial court. After you're done in the trial court, if you don't like the result, you can appeal to the court of appeals, which is called the Illinois Appellate Court. That's where I sit now. And that court is the supervising court for the trial court. So the appellate court has a lot of power. It can overturn the trial court's ruling. It can modify it. It can tell the trial court to do, do a complete, do the case over completely. Lots of options. Above the appellate court sits the Supreme Court, and that is the highest court in the state. And there are only seven people on the Illinois Supreme Court, only seven people administering justice for the 13 million people who live in the state. So, you know, it's a pretty important job. And of the seven, three of the seven are elected from the first district, which is Cook County. All of Cook County makes up the first district, and three of the seven are elected from the first district. Now, one of those three vacancies are currently open, and that's what I'm running for. Nice, nice. But you're also uh, uh, trying to do history as well, right? Absolutely. There has never been a woman of color on the Illinois Supreme Court. I will be the first. And across okay. the country, there are only four women of color 
on any Supreme Court now. There are about there are about 350 Supreme Court judges across this country because each state has between five and nine judges on their Supreme Court, depending on the population of the state. So that comes out to about 350. Only four of those are, are women of color. That's not a good statistic. I will be the fifth. And I think it's very yes. important, not only because I would be diversifying the court, but of the, th- of the four people who are running for this seat, I'm the only one who's actually practiced law. I have a very extensive legal background. I've been found highly qualified for the Supreme Court by the Chicago Bar Association, which is the gold standard for evaluating judges. They have found me highly qualified. And I've oh, wow. been endorsed by the IVIIPO, been endorsed by Tony Preckwinkle, Secretary of State Jesse White, White. Congressman yes. Danny Davis, people who you know and respect, David. So, yeah. you know, but I am not the favored candidate of the mayor of the city of Chicago. He has his own candidate that he's pushing for this. But I will tell your listeners that... It's really important to look at the credentials of the people and not just listen to what a politician tries to ram down your throat. It's important to elect people to the court who come from the people. You know, I work my way up kind of like what you're doing, David. I told <laughs> you that, if, that your mother must be very proud of you because you have <laughs> accomplished a great deal. Oh, and, thank you, thank and you. I think that that's what's important, people who show that they can make something of their lives from from humble beginnings, and that's what I've done with my life. So as opposed to my opponent, who basically uh, the the two the other two people who are running, they're they're from privileged families who are part of the political infrastructure, so they've always had things handed to them. I'm very proud of what I've accomplished, but I've done it and, with hard work. And you should be real quick before we we're about to uh, go to break. Could you tell them uh, when and uh, what number to punch? March 20th, and my punch number is 103. Joy Virginia Cunningham, punch 103 and vote for me. March yes. 20th, 103, Joy Virginia Cunningham. Thank you so much, Joy, for, uh, for uh, coming here on my show and gracing me with your presence. Um, um, I will be talking to you and uh, having communication with you. Thank you so um, much, David. I'm, I'm so proud of you, and your show is wonderful. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, viewers. 103, Joy Virginia Cunningham, please vote for me. Thank you. Goodbye. There you go. We'll be back. flagship station for sports voice america sports ready for in your face sports want to talk about the topics that nobody else is willing to talk about either because they're too scared to touch them or just don't think it's the way to go you're not going to be shy here tune in to here's the deal with mega and steel featuring ike mega griffin and sydney steel justice we've got the facts to back up the talk and invite you to join us every friday at 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern just before the weekend on the voice america sports channel we tell it like it is kevin lewis has been a student of the game his entire life from Little League to the NFL. Tune in Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on Voice America Sports. Hustling with K. Lewis. It's not where you start, it's how you finish. 
what if there was a program that brought the best in sports and the best of entertainment together in one place? It can be done, and Darnell Autry proves it every week on Outside the Spotlight. In this program, athletes and artists come together to share their success stories, hobbies, professional projects, and more that will interest not only the sports fan, but fans of entertainment and other human interest stories. If you have something you want to ask your favorite athlete or entertainer, listen for Outside the Spotlight, Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Ring with David Diaz. If you want to give us your questions and comments, call us right now at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. If you want, you can also send us an email to david at diazsportsinc.com. That's diazsportsinc.com. Now, back to Outside the Ring. All right, we're back, we're back, and usually we have somebody here that we're going to interview in the finest corner. We had her um, on the previous segment, which was uh, uh, Judge uh, Joy uh, Cunningham, who's running for the Supreme Court, but I was going to have another guest here, and he's not here, so I'm going to um, talk to you guys a little bit about um, other stuff that um, I've had, I was going to tell you about. I don't know if you guys know about... Um, there's uh the Sphinx who fight out in St. Louis. Um they they're actually got their son of well the grandson, Leon the third generation Sphinx the third is going into the family business. Um if you guys know about uh Leon Sphinx and um uh the uh, the other Sphinx brother, they they all came come out of St. Louis and it's the grandson of Leon Sphinx. Who is, uh, you know, who actually, um, is gonna be fighting. And Leon Spinks was the one who beat Muhammad Ali for, um, for, for the heavyweight world title and he became, um, champion. And also, um, Leon, uh, uh, Leon also, uh, fought, um, Mike Tyson, <laughs> which was the record for, uh, uh, the quickest knockout. I think it was like 90 seconds, I believe. So, um, and um that's what it was. So I don't know there's also, you know, Camacho Jr. is saying that he's uh being trained now in Puerto Rico um by his father, Camacho Macho Camacho uh uh senior. <laughs> uh, that was a little uh, tongue twister there for me. But yes, he's gonna be uh getting trained by his father and he's saying that it's that it's actually good, that it's better now because he's grown up a little bit more and he understands his father. He understands what his father went through in a sense because when he was growing up, he kind of had his own thing, was doing his own thing. So now that they're uh, a little bit older, he understands um, it a little bit more. Also, there's uh, the Peterson Khan uh, 2 that's uh, going to be taking place on, on May 19th. And it's going to be in London. Um, I mean, not the fight's not going to be in London, but but the press conference uh, uh, took place in London, and it's um, going to be a great fight. They both are saying that they're ready for it. Uh, Lamont Lamont is saying that uh, 
he knew that Khan is saying that he's got into uh, two two weeks early, but that Peterson's actually been working out the second he got off that ring from their last fight. So I guess he's got you beat, Khan. And Khan is just saying that he's not gonna make any uh, any mistakes anymore any uh, this time, and that um, he's gonna have neutral refs and uh, neutral judges and the commission. So it's um, gonna see what happens though. But uh, I have another caller on the line, and this is my buddy, my friend, uh, Cuauhtémoc Morfin. Are you there, brother? Yes, I am. How are you, how are you doing, David? All right, pretty good, been? pretty good. Not bad. Can't complain, good. man. Um, thank you very much I, for the opportunity to be on your show. Thank you very much. Again, thank you. Thank you for calling in. Like I told you, um, like I told you I was going to have Cuauhtémoc Morfin. Um, you know, he's a, a resident of, of the Pilsen area here in Chicago for over 30 years. Uh, he ended, he, he attended Benito Juarez High School, graduated from there, went to, uh, and he also graduated from Northern Illinois University. And, um, late, later on, he became a legal judicial, uh, Spanish translator for Cook County in our, in our court system. And listen, guys, it's a big deal. I, I tell you all of that because, uh, the guy came from Mexico, an immigrant, to show you that this country is built on immigrants, man. And, and just to show you what a, uh, a great country we have. But, um, Cuauhtémoc, uh, let, let us let us know what's going on with you now. Well, David, um, like you said, and thank you for, for that information. And, and like you said, this is definitely a country that opens the arms to, um, to anybody coming from anywhere in the world. And I am very thankful to this country, my family. Uh, for opening up their arms and opening up opportunity for us to get a better education, uh, an opportunity to get a, a good career job. And um, at this point, well, as you mentioned, I graduated from Northern Illinois University, uh, and then I had a job with the county as an interpreter, then as a juvenile probation officer, and then I decided to to uh, run for, uh, for a political uh, seat for Alderman in the 25th Ward, and uh, just Barely, barely uh, lost by a few, a few votes, but uh, I had accomplished a, a lot accountability as a candidate and as a community organizer and activist. And right now, I'm actually on the ballot for the elections, the presidential primaries for Illinois state representative in the second district that includes Pilsen, Chinatown, Bridgeport, McKinley Park, Brighton Park, and Back of the Yards, which is mostly Hispanic and a little mixed but about 80% Hispanic population. Wow, wow, that's amazing. But, I mean, you, you, you're saying, um, you know, the last time you ran for Alderman, I mean, you're brushing it off like, like, like it was nothing, man. But <laughs> didn't, didn't you guys go into a runoff or something like that? Yes, we, we went yeah, into a runoff. Yeah, so, and, you know. And it just goes to show that, even, you know, I, I, you and I have that, you know, obviously you, your career is, you know, sports, boxing, which is a great great uh sport and you know i i bow i take my head off for you man you're a true champion i mean you you chose that career you know i chose my my dad always tells me why did you choose politics you know politics <laughs> is a corrupted um a lot of corruption and cheat and you know and people backstab each other but i said you know i told my dad listen i chose it because i'm passionate about it i i see the need to to have good representation in, in government, and uh, you know what? we we got to change that mentality, and I ask people to please participate, to come out and vote. 
and to make a difference together because at the end of the day, is these politici- politicians that are making decisions for us that affects, you know, education, housing, and anything that has to do with our quality of life. So, yeah, you know, I ran for Alderman. We went into a runoff, and it was it was a very, very tough race being that I ran against someone who had the mayor's backing, who had a lot of resources, a lot of money. And it just goes to show that, you know, perseverance and also when you put your heart and, and your soul and your passion into something that you're doing, you can make it. The sky is the limit. You can make it. And, you know, I, like I said, I didn't get elected, but we closed, we managed to close one of the plants that, are, that pollutes the air that we breathe here in, in Tilton and La Villita. That's going to be closing at the end of the year. And, and that's one of the greatest accomplishments through my candidacy. And now, like I said, I'm running for Illinois State Representative, uh, hoping that, you know, our people come out and vote. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And um, what what is, uh, what, what is well, like uh, I had earlier on, I had uh, Judge uh, Joy Cunningham, and I asked her, you know, towards the end, what uh, what was her punch number and uh, when when is as well are, are the people going to go go out to vote? Well, well it's uh, this Tuesday coming up. It's it's what they call the presidential primaries. We know that yeah. uh, Obama is on there and he has no opposition from the Democratic Party. So he's on there. Um, it's a very, very important. I tell people that every election is important at whatever level that we're talking about. This is one of the most important elections, which happening it's happening this Tuesday, March 20th, from 6 a.m. all the way to 7 p.m. at at the polling places where people um, are are supposed to go vote. And my punch number is punch 62. And um, what was that? 62. Give me their support. 62. 62. There you go. You you um. You guys got to go out and vote on Tuesday. Point sixty-two for my man Cuauhtemoc Morphine. But I wanna I wanna ask you a couple of questions if you don't mind. Yes. You know I mean go ahead. you you you're gonna you you're gonna be uh, vying for a pretty important job and covering uh, quite a few counties. So as a state representative, how will you help bring jobs to the community that that are part of the second district? Well, you know that jobs is one of the most and most important and priority issues in not only in District 2, not only in Chicago or the state of Illinois, but I, I think uh, worldwide, but, you know, specifically nationwide. And our politicians are not definitely not doing enough for the creation of jobs. And uh, what we need to do is we need to get communities involved. We need to get small businesses opening up the avenue and give people an opportunity that want to open up businesses, uh, whether they have an established business to grow or to start their own business. We got to invite companies that have left this country and, and, and are making, you know, millions of dollars in India, China, uh, elsewhere because they left because we tax them too much because their taxes are unbearable. And so we need to give them a tax break, invite them back into, into this country, employ people, creation of jobs, and make, you know, American-made products. That's what we need to do. But, you know, uh, unfortunately, these politicians that we have, you know, they think more in the private interest rather than, than community and creation of jobs. So that's what we need to do, Darlene. Yeah, and um, doing that obviously would bring a lot, especially in this time of uh, economic need, uh, a lot of people don't find themselves in, in a good situation money-wise or with the job. And um, they they would need that very much, and that would be something awesome. Also, yeah. uh, 
what 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 can you do to to uh, what are you going to try to do to stop foreclosures or or uh, you know lots of the houses are are getting you know taken mm -hmm. away foreclosed. yeah you know it's it's really it's really sad and you know it breaks your heart that you know that the families i mean we're talking about someone's roof over their head we're talking about families children elderly people losing their houses left and right i mean i mean this is This is unacceptable. This is part of the American dream, and people are losing that part. And, you know, and their home means everything to them. And so people, we're talking about people that have had their homes 30, 40, 50, 60 years, and they're losing them because it's out of control. The government, what happens is the government has lost control and is not really, really watching what the, you know, what the loan, loan sharks and uh, mortgage companies and loan institutions, banks, are just charging, you know, crazy interest, and it's not being regulated by the state and by, by federal government. So we need to put our foot down and say, look, we need to save people's homes. We need to regulate you to, to a point where you can't be charging over, you know, over 10% interest. I mean, some of these companies are charging you 19%. It's ridiculous. How can people that have no jobs right now or that their hours have been cut off from work, how can they afford paying a $2,000, $3,000 mortgage? And then on top of that, paying insurance and property taxes. We need to help. You know, we the, the federal government bailed out bank institutions, the big, the big banks. Who's oh. bailing us out? The working class and the people, the families. No one. As a state representative, that would be one of my top priorities to make sure we pass legislation to um to slow down this foreclosure situation and save people's homes. Guatemo, mm -hmm. can you can you stay with me for a couple more minutes? I'm, I got to sure. go to commercial break. I, I need to ask you a couple more questions. Sure, we'll be absolutely. back to the championship round. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an Internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety Ray Ellis on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network and let's talk football. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we, we cover everything. We cover everything. 
Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Ring with David Diaz. If you want to give us your questions and comments, call us right now at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. If you want, you can also send us an email to david at diazsportsinc.com. That's diazsportsinc.com. Now, back to Outside the Ring. All right, we're back. We're back, and this is the championship round. We're actually uh, talking to a fi- uh, people's champion, a real person who's who's doing great for for his community, where where uh, he lives. He's trying to. He's running for uh, state rep and uh, what state representative and Guatemo. Um, just like how we were talking, um, you were saying that uh, you know about getting people their jobs and 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 stopping uh, foreclosure. And helping them out with that as well. And now, would you, would you oppose to any cuts to Social Security pensions and families and children's program? Would you oppose to any of the, of those that, like, let's say they bring them out for, for, for cuts or to, to, uh, ax them out? What would, what would you say to something like that? Absolutely. I mean, see, um, we gotta, we gotta be, you know, we gotta think with our hearts when it comes to elderly people, when it comes to, people that are already retired and have served their time, worked all their lives. And and we're talking about our dads, our moms, our grandparents who have worked all their lives and earned their Social Security and have earned their pensions. We cannot. I would be totally opposed to cutting any, any of those, um, any of that funding, whether whether it's uh, Social Security, Medicaid, pensions, because it's not fair. What we need to do in the future is we need to be more selective and we, we need to be more conservative how, you know, we reach these deals with pensions, whether it's, it has to do with pensions, Medicare. But right now what, what's established, that needs to stay because people, I mean, cost of living has gone up and you cannot cut people's pensions and, and, um, and Social Security. You're, you're talking about, again, our parents, grandparents. And mom's dad, so we totally opposed to that. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, because you do. You gotta, you gotta take care of, yeah, you know, the elderly. Yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been, of... it's been a big. Uh, it's like a, you know, it's tradition in in in, in our, uh, um, in our community culture. in our culture to mm-hmm. and 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 to take care of our elderly and 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 watch over them because they do need our help now. Right here, it, my next question is: It's about schools. What the mo- mm-hmm. um, How how what would your plan be to to improve them um, in, in the district that that you're running for? And well, um, right now, what, right now, what yeah. we're seeing, David, is that you know our our government in the state of Illinois is cutting a lot of funding for public school, the public school system. You know, I'm a product of a public school system. Our communities, we have mainly public schools. And we're cutting the funding. We're we're letting uh, our teachers go. Uh, we're um, uh, laying off our teachers because uh, the funding is going to to a private system. And we have to be very careful. I'm not saying that our public school system is perfect, that it doesn't need any any improvement. Yes, it needs a lot of improvement. Our schools, the infrastructure, uh, the schools need expansions. They they need renovations. 
I my my thing is that we need to invest in our neighborhood schools so that our school a school curriculum and academics can improve and also um, invest the money <coughs> invest the money that's needed so that our schools get the, those expansions and and, and uh, renovations that they need the infrastructure. One example is Benito Juarez High School right here in Tilson on Ashland and Cermak. We we have to organize as a local school council um, community representative. We have to organize. We have to get the teachers and the community and businesses together to force an expansion that money was already allocated mainly through the TIF money. And we, we don't have to do that. You know, we're talking about taxpayers' money and, you know, in, investing in schools, in community schools, should be an automatic. So we need to invest in our community schools to make them better. Definitely, definitely. That that's a big plus, and I I think yeah, for for us to to even see us as a possibility of of moving forward with our future, it's got to be with our kids. And the and and um education is is the first one that uh um has to be attended to, so like that our future can seem brighter. Because if that's if right. if our kids don't get educated properly and and for life. Uh, changing moments that, that really happen in life. Um, I think we're going to be in a serious uh, situation here. You know, I agree. But, but Cuauhtémoc, I, I, I really want to appreciate you. I, I appreciate you for for coming on the show. And again, tell everybody uh, when and uh, where would they uh, be able to go and um, and uh, uh, vote and um, and what what to punch. Well, uh, Champ, thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to be on your show and, you know, reach out to, to all your listeners. I really appreciate it. And just asking uh, people, voters, to come out. Please come out and vote on March 20th. Uh, vote Cuauhtémoc Morfin, Punch 62, so that together we can clean house and make a difference and start electing people from the community, people that are going to be in touch with us and people that are going to be um, visible, and they're going to be knocking on your doors and in the neighborhood, not only al around election time, but always. So I'm asking people for an opportunity, Cuauhtémoc Morfin, Punch 62 on March 20th, so that we can now, make a difference together. Definitely, definitely. And now, uh, Cuauhtémoc, uh, how can people get in touch with you if they, they want to reach out to you and, and stuff like that? How, um, you have a Twitter account, Facebook? Yes, uh, we have a, a website, uh, .com. Uh Our campaign headquarters is at 2120 South Halstead Street. It's in Pilsen. And our phone number here to the office is 312-612-1931. And, David, I'm, I need a lot of volunteers. I need people to come, come through. And um, this is a, a grassroots, this is a community effort. Um, to to elect morphine, and I'm asking that if you have some free time on Tuesday, please come by the office before Tuesday so that you can help us out out there. All right, definitely, definitely, we'll we'll be seeing you on that day, morphine. We'll definitely be seeing you there. Um, I you. I will definitely be going over there and um, uh, trying to do whatever I can to do to help you out. Um, thank you, David. Again, I appreciate th it. Thanks, thanks so much for um, for coming on the show again. And uh, I uh, appreciate it, and I wish you nothing but luck, and uh, we'll, let's go ride this uh, uh, train together, man. Thank you, David. I appreciate it, and uh, keep up the good work. You're an excellent role model for our community. Keep up the good work, and we're right there with you, Chan. 
Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you Appreciate much. it. Right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, guys... That was uh, uh, my friend, Cuauhtemoc Morfin. I forgot to tell you guys when I met him. I, I didn't meet him in this country. I met him in uh, uh, Copenhagen. We were together trying to bring the Olympics here to Chicago. Before we break out, guys, I want you guys to uh, to li- uh, obviously watch this fight on March 17th. Um, Sergio Martinez versus Matthew McLaughlin on HBO. But... The reason also I want you guys to pay attention to that main event, but the co-main is Donovan George, the bomb from Chicago versus Edwin La Bomba Rodriguez. So that's going to be a clash of uh, bombs going off. So guys, definitely it's going to be a good co-main event. Um, They're both uh, strong fighters. Again, um, thanks for tuning in to Outside the Ring. I'll catch you guys next time. Thanks again for joining us. Outside the Ring with David Diaz can be heard again next Thursday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll see you next week.